Hi, this is Sean Blackshear, life insurance broker for First Family Life Allegiance. Did you know that life insurance not only will cover you if you pass away, but it's also used to build a legacy for your family. It can also help you generate income. It can protect your mortgage and it can cover you with any kind of medical affliction. Please contact me at 314-374-3412. Or please drop me a message on on Facebook and like the page at First Family Life Allegiance or go to my website, firstfamilylifeallegiance.com and schedule an appointment and I'll call you at a time that works for you. If y'all know that song, that is Can We Talk by none other than the Tevin Campbell. Can we talk on this episode of the Rendezvous Podcast? We are going to be talking. If you know Kev on stage, you know they say, we're going to talk about it. And for this particular episode, I have two amazing guests for the Can We Talk episode. I have none other than Sergeant Fry, who is an 18-year season first lieutenant in the United States Army. We are saluting. No, you're not. You're not? It's okay. He'll tell us who he really is. And then we have, we have none other than Lena Chapman, who is a licensed practical counselor, licensed professional. Professional. Yes. You know what? I'm not gonna interview. I'm not gonna introduce anybody ever again. <laughs> Just kidding. Guys, welcome. Welcome. I'm excited. Yeah. Here we go. I can't <laughs> wait for, for this conversation. Please correct me. Tell me what. Tell you, us what you are. You said Sergeant Fry, uh-huh. which is correct. And then I but said first lieutenant. Yeah, no, that's an officer. <laughs> uh, I'm an NCO. Yes, I'm don't not the know brains, what. I'm the backbone. I got you. Don't know what any of that means, but I, but it means you do great things, and it means you have I a try. team under you. Yeah. See, this is great. It is great. learning things every day here on the Rendezvous Podcast. Yeah. What's an NCO mean? Non-commissioned officer. I don't know what that means either, but. Thanks for serving our country. Exactly. That's all that matters. And did I get the 18 years right? You did. Okay. I'm one for three. (laughs) Two for three. You are in the Army. Yeah. Perfect. See? (laughs) So, guys, welcome to this episode. Thanks for having me. Yes. This particular episode, we're talking about the intimate relationship with counseling and partly PTSD a little, but mostly counseling with relationships. And, of course, you know that Lena is a um, therapist, and you will hear why Sergeant Fry is connected to this conversation. I'm excited. I'm excited. My brain is turning. Yes. Getting excited. Get excited. So, Lena, tell people very quickly how you have seen therapy work in relationships. Ooh. So, therapy or counseling, however you want to use it interchangeably, um, it works very well for people who are ready. There we go. I love it. Period. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) it works very well for people who are ready 
And so how does it work in relationships? It basically can help you get to the root of what's going on in a relationship. So a lot of times when people come um, for couples counseling, uh, whether they're married or whatever, um, it's always about communication. Mm-hmm. It's always the surface level. And I say, oh, it's deeper than communication. <laughs> you guys. Yeah, It's not just communication. There's some it's a lot of stuff that's deeper and so therapy actually helps you get to the root of the um, issues and so when it comes to couples you have to realize that there are two people coming into a relationship with their stuff yeah and they are rubbing against each other basically what I like to call they're triggering each other because if you do something that reminds me of something from my past I am going to react Mm -hmm. and I think you said something about some PTSD too yeah I was gonna have Sergeant Fry mention can you share with the audience what you understand and know about PTSD post-traumatic stress disorder yes or PTS post-traumatic stress and I actually looked it up recently and I didn't realize they were separate. Mm. Like, oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, trauma- PTSD is the traumatic event that you experience personally, at which point therapy, counseling, interchangeable, mm-hmm. comes into play. And if you don't have it when entering or trying to continue with a relationship it will destroy it Mm -hmm. so nice and that's exactly what we're touching on um when therapy doesn't work that's the subtitle Mm -hmm. can we talk when therapy doesn't work um for both of you what i found very interesting is you both have a relationship with counseling Mm -hmm. and i want you to just tell just very briefly how it has helped you realize why you need it for your personal relationship with yourself and maybe how it helped with your relationship with others. Absolutely. Did you want to go first? No, I'll okay. let you <laughs> So, um, a lot of people look to therapists as all-knowing and strong and some imaginary cape flying behind us somewhere. <laughs> um, but we are human, just like everybody else. And believe me, we have problems. Lots of them. <laughs> and so when I say that, it's basically that we're human just like everyone else. And so it is very important that every therapist has a therapist. Yeah. And so as I'm speaking to you guys, I'm letting you know that I do go to therapy. I yeah. actually have a ther- therapy appointment tomorrow. So I'm Yay. really excited yeah. about that. I go twice a month. And so um, because of my own stuff. Yeah. And so it is very important for me to go. It's very important for me to go for myself. And also, like you said, when it comes to like couples and relationships and things like that, you know, when you have traumas and childhood stuff, you you spew that out on other people. And so when I come into contact with other people, like I was saying before, is that when I have my own stuff and then you have your own stuff and then what you do triggers me and what I do triggers you, um, it is a such thing as um, relationship PTSD. Yeah, there is a such thing as that. And basically it's it's when PTSD um, shows up in any type of relationship that you have. And so it comes from triggers. Yeah. So basically you may say something and not call me back for two days. And then I feel like you're abandoning me. Mm -hmm. And then I go back to my childhood and then I start treating you a certain way. Mm -hmm. And so 
that not calling me for two days triggered me to say that I am not good enough and right. I'm getting rejected again. And so I go back to my childhood, which, of course, PTSD, it brings you back to that place yeah. where you've been hurt. And so then I begin to act out on it. So that's how um, that can kind of work. And that's why I go to therapy, because I need to make sure that I'm in a space and a place where my mind is clear and that I am not hurting other people. Yeah. And and Sergeant Fry, if you can kind of touch on like your take and and how it has helped you in your space. Well, it's it's definitely ongoing. <laughs> it is of definitely ongoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I just recently started going to therapy. Um, I had a big blow up with my girlfriend, and uh, doing the military weekend. <laughs> I, uh, I've been 18 years in the military. I've done the periodic health assessment multiple times. I know what to say. (laughs) I just got tired of saying it. Mm. So I was honest, at which point red flags went up all over the place. And they're like, uh, you need to talk to someone. I'm like, um, Okay. Uh, why not? Sure. It, I've coped, but I'm tired of coping. So um, that started the process with the VA. And uh, the first therapy session was hard because I'd either already dealt with something or it was something I hadn't dealt with yet. And that, like, just trying to get through it. And we're dealing with 18 years and we're trying to break this down to an hour. I don't know about this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's go ahead and get a, like, you know, 12 more scheduled on the books now, please. And, um, like I, like I said, I've already learned how to cope. Um, as a leader in the military, you learn to be a counselor. You learn to, you, you're essentially mom, dad, sister, brother. You're that counselor. You're the mentor. You're the person that everyone looks to. So when you break down, you feel like a total fill in the blank. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but, uh, and like, I, I've already dealt with it. I've learned how to cope, but I'm like, I, I'm having to go through all this process again. Yeah. And and I was trying to explain to her, like, I know I've already sat through, uh, master resiliency training. Like I, I know the signs and symptoms. I, I've helped soldiers along the way. I, I just trying to aim them at me. Yeah. You know that's the hard part. I can help people all day long. Yeah. It's it's focusing on me. Can you can you help me focus? <laughs> Zero on me because yeah. I, I don't I'm not used to this part. Yeah. And what I appreciate about um, both of your experiences with the topic is everyone well let me get people off the hook sometimes i've heard people use therapy for a fix-all a catch-all you know we're going so when we come out of this we'll be perfect whether it's the one person whether it's the couple together but um i know of a couple of instances or stories that i've heard where you do have um, individuals who are in couples therapy together and one of them is like yeah no i'm uh 
I think we're, this is pointless. There's no reason I'm checked out. I'm done while the other is still like, no, this is great. And so um, if one of you or both of you can touch on the importance of going individually as well as together, or just your experience with dealing with either one of those scenarios. I'm like, so my experience with this, um, previously married, um, I went to, I started counseling because I was told I needed counseling, but she didn't. And this is her telling you this? This is her telling me this. Um, Just making sure we have it out there that the professional wasn't telling you this. (laughs) Right, right. Um, at which point I started and I suggested, why don't we do couples therapy you know couples counseling whatever you want to call it i don't care let's let's just go and she's like no i'm good you you're the one that went to overseas you're the one that had to deal with what you dealt with Uh, babe babe i'm like we we need to do this together like i know we've known each other a long time you have your issues which means you need therapy it's needed period and we need to do this no we don't together no we don't there was a whole conversation about it and then finally i just had to stop so Mm. stop the counseling or stop the marriage uh stop talking about it which okay inevitably it stopped the marriage but whatever yeah yeah if you guys could actually see my face oh my, my face is like <laughs> she is in his amen corner right now <laughs> it happens oh oh too often when um couples come it's that everyone wants to blame one person and even if the one person has a lot to do with why you actually started going does not necessarily mean that there's that's the main focus yeah and i always tell my couples i say hey you guys are coming together awesome but you also need to go separately Mm -hmm. you both have your own stuff that's why it's conflict in the relationship and so if you work on your own stuff and then you work on the marriage or the the relationship you almost burn the candle on both ends and then it just Mm -hmm. comes together yeah but often you do have those people I don't need this. I'm just here for them. And it's just like, if you come to that approach, therapy won't work. Yep. And that's the overarching understanding that I wanted to, I wanted you all to highlight because it's unfortunate how many people will sit and think they're the problem. It's not me. And not really see that that perspective as a whole is also an issue if you can't say well yes I do you know completely leave the conversation and no I never return or yes I do think because there have been xyz mistakes yes this is all of you but you know there's not often a time where you have people well I don't I keep trying not to blanket or generalize it, though I have very specific scenarios in my head. I know that that's not the case for everyone, but that is why I thought this particular topic was important to cover, uh, because sometimes therapy doesn't seem to be working. But there are so many reasons as to why. And you can generalize it. It's okay. (laughs) It's a trend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, There's, there's a 
there's a trend. Yeah. What is the trend that you see? Spell it out for the audience. Well, we've just said it. One person is blamed. One person accepts that blame, but mm. and decides, well, why don't we both go? Yeah. And then denial, denial, denial. Yeah. So. And personally, um, and I'm, I'm just going to do some self-disclosure here. Um, in my personal marriage, there were some issues a couple years back. And so when we went, um, there was a space where I felt like, well, he, you know, he is the issue. You know, he's the issue. He's he's this, he's that. But it took for me to sit down and have a revelation to say, oh, no, you played a, a part in this. Mm-hmm. You played a part in this and you have some stuff you need to. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah, it blows your mind. Huge. Yeah, I had a friendship that I I just knew I could only see, you know, the parts that were weighing down on me. Mm-hmm. You know, you want this of me. You're asking me to do this. You know, I don't really have much to myself. You know, all of this I can see how much was being put on. But the part that I didn't understand was, but you were also accepting mm-hmm. certain behaviors. Like, oh, that is also a thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Didn't yes. really realize that there's two sides of the coin here. If someone gives, 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 and you're receiving, 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 that's all. <laughs> that's it's a toxic. hand. We, we all have something toxic yeah. here. Yeah. And if we continue to place blame on one person, yes. then we are suppressing and just going on like, oh, no, I'm the perfect person. No right. one's perfect. Right. We all could use a little bit of mm-hmm. therapy. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So for the two of you, I know you mentioned that, you know, you have a therapist that you go to for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Fry, you also mentioned that you have someone that you go to. Could you both see the differences in your relationships when you started going? Yes. <laughs> and I'm so much more self-aware, even when I'm going off on the deep end. And it's like, Lena, you're going off on the deep end. You're, you're going there. You're, you're tripping. It's you. And it's like, OK, I know I'm going off on the deep end. Let me. And I can vocal. I can tell and use my words and go, I'm having some issues right now. And I need some time to myself because <laughs> I can't pull myself together. I need to go self-regulate. Yeah. Like I'm able to say those things and people are just like, Okay, but <laughs> it, it it helps because then it's you're pretty much setting that example for other people to say if we can just be more open about what's going on and communicate it, then people yeah. will be more comfortable with being in your space. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What about you? Did you start? I did. Um, the first time I started, there was definitely an improvement because I was happier, so that made her happier. Nice. Um, and now uh, it is just me so I'm cool with that because it actually yeah. helps me focus yeah and if I'm focused I can I can actually find myself saying I'm reaching my limit mm. um, I've said it multiple times over the past few months but still <laughs> reaching my limit but you I know. don't want to explode can we fix this mm. um at which point using your words yeah that's been a major problem mm-hmm. because I, I 
I'm really great at being loud mm-hmm. or just <laughs> randomly screaming because I need to get it out because I don't know what words to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you can tell, I kind of have a speech impediment. No. Yeah. Oh, well, Couldn't tell at all. I do. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, that's mainly nerves. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> still blaming on the army too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, if, if I don't know what to say, I, I, I just know I need to get it out. Yeah. At least with this counseling, I'm, I'm focused on what the triggers are and how to, um, not do what I want to do. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Not to give I'll, in and to you, them. That was perfect. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that, um, that both of you mentioned get like using your words and getting it out. I am amazed at how much it's unheard of to use your words to communicate. And we say that all the time to little kids. Uh, That's what I was thinking. Use your words. (laughs) And he's like, we need to say that more to adults. Use your words. What is going on in your brain? Yeah, because (laughs) you'll find that now the big thing is ghosting. Mm-hmm. When you don't want to talk to someone or if you're no longer interested or if you're done with the scenario, you just ghost the situation. Mm-hmm. Disappear. Yeah. Don't deal with it. Yeah. Go on with your life. But you can't <laughs> deal with it. How else are you going to improve? Yeah. Well, that's that's if you have the desire to improve, which brings no, us true. to the next portion. Denial. Exactly. <laughs> Precisely. Oh yeah. Uh, denial table for one. <laughs> How about table for all. Table for uh, about seven billion. Party twelve. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's interesting to me how often you know that is so prevalent and accepted now. It's not really, you know, an expectation to have to confront much Mm -hmm. unless you are in a space where you are with more self-aware people, more emotionally mature people. What do you think it may take for people to have more of a comfort to begin to speak, to begin to open up? Like, what did it take for you all to realize, okay, this, this whole using vocabulary thing isn't so bad? I think it took for me to stop trying to people please and start being more vulnerable and not caring what people thought about me. And so if I said that, hey, this I don't like this or, hey, I need some space or something like that. And they got offended and I explained to them, then it was just like, well, I used my words. I told you what I needed. I told you what it was. You had an opportunity to counteract that and have dialogue and so now I'm doing this to help myself and I think a lot of people tend to ghost because it's like I I don't know how to be confrontational or be comfortable and it's just like okay all you have to do is just use your words or, or, or just let people know what's going on and so I think we are in a society where being vulnerable using our words is actually vulnerability Mm. and so we don't like vulnerability because it reminds us of being weak and nobody wants to be weak because they say the weak don't survive so you know everybody 
a, a lot of people do that um, when it comes to ghosting because it's just like that's the way of me being strong is to shut it down versus saying let me be vulnerable and just express my words but vulnerability does not mean being weak right yeah. in a previous episode um, men cry Two, part two we talk about that about how love that episode by the way ah yes thank you um uh sergeant fry is a friend of the pod <laughs> not a supporter of the podcast um but that's what we talked about it about how the the masculinity that people are used to now is the really the masculinity of toxicity is the masculinity of old it's mm-hmm. the masculinity of would you call it martinez machoism mm-hmm. yeah so it really isn't it's it's a type of of manhood that um that doesn't require much maturation, doesn't require much vulnerability, much accountability, which to some is the opposite of manhood indeed. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, Fry, with people now not having much, not feeling like they're able to be open, what helped you to begin to use your words and to talk more? Being honest. (laughs) Mm. Um, I got tired of being angry all the time. Yeah. Mm. And I needed to express that anger in a better way. Yeah. Um, I typically go off on my own, and if there's something to break, I break it because it's a way for me to get my anger out, mm-hmm. frustration yeah. or irritation, whatever word you want to use. Um, or I go kick something until my foot hurts and then, okay, well, that was stupid. Let's move on. Um, I just, but that, that, I was always frustrated, always angry. And I, you know what? I'm just going to be honest with the VA, you know, mm. let me be honest on this health assessment and see what happens. Yeah. And that's pretty much, that's what started it. Why do you think people aren't honest on their health assessment? Is it more like a culture thing or stigma? Yeah. At least within the military, I'm assuming it's the same civilian side because there's a stigma when you hear, oh, well, he's got a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not a mental health issue. It's he needs counseling Yeah. or he just, he needs that ex- expert to mm-hmm. actually help him or her get to a point where they're comfortable to be able to use their words yeah and figure out what's wrong um and most of the stigma is like oh well if you if you uh if you got to go see the wizard as we call it (laughs) then uh you're not going to get deployed or you're weak or oh well he's always crying so he must be you know or no words are gone (laughs) anyways um so now after so much time in i don't even care i just i don't care if you want to look at me differently i just i know i'm hurting i know i need help and the only way for me to help other more soldiers or well people i I care about is for me to help myself yes Yes. that's huge yeah 
and i think you yeah you even said it even on civilian side i don't know if we talked about it lena on the episode that i had you on about when you're on an airplane and they say you know in the event of a crash put your oxygen mask on first you cannot help someone else if you don't have oxygen yes civilian side too were you about to it, it just amazes me how I know it's, it sounds like mental health, like I said, is a trending thing now. You mm-hmm. hear it way more often, but there's still this stigma behind if I go, that makes me look crazy. If I go, then I look weak. Mm-hmm. And so if we can turn that stigma around by, and I do believe that this is how it's going to happen, is more people being honest yeah, and being more open to say, I do have a therapist. Oh, you do? Yes, I need it. This is yeah. how it's helping me. This is what it's doing for me. And if we could start having those as regular conversations, just like we talk about recipes we talk about different tools that we like uh-huh. and uh, what home projects we're doing if we talk about that more often it starts to uh defeat the stigma yeah it, it defeats that stigma because now it's like well i don't view you as weak and mm-hmm. you go to a therapist so maybe it's for me too mm-hmm. i don't view you as weak so it, it just helps tear down that stigma yeah it always blew my mind that um we have doctors for every single thing else in our body but the brain assistance everywhere else like if you have a bunion there is a bunion specialist Specialist. (laughs) (laughs) but the one the the functionality of how you live your life how you move how you be everything there isn't one for that that i thought was just we don't accept thought. it. We don't accept yeah. that help. Um, I think the other stigma is medicine. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing we think. It's that as soon as I say something, I'm going to be considered crazy or labeled, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to be put on medication. Which is a big difference between a therapist and a psychotherapist mm-hmm. or a psychiatrist. A psychiatrist, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they're not all the same. But again, people don't always have the education behind it, or there's. Like you both said, the stigma around what it looks like if you go and and what that means. And they not finna mess with my brain. I will tell you this. <laughs> it's already I've been said it. that phrase. Yes. <laughs> there was I, over the weekend, I um, did an event where I performed massages and a woman walked by and she kept eyeing the room. Every person that came in, she would eye them. And she just, you know, would always ask, well, how you feel? When they walked out, they're like, oh, great. And she's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, and after a while, I was like, so when are you going to come in? She said, oh, you're not going to break my neck. I'm like, oh, that's a stigma that you have yeah, regarding that's, massage. That's that, not what I do. Yeah. And I'm looking like you can see clearly you're sitting in a chair upright. I mean, I, I barely get to your neck how I want, unless you want to get on the table. It was just like in my mind, I'm thinking logistically, like there is clearly something that you've seen in the past. And she was an older woman. So that's when, you know the home of the stigmas Mm -hmm. were two generations back but you can tell you have a lot of information that has not served you well in this way I think that's so significant what you said because she saw people go (laughs) she saw them get up (laughs) and they were fine 
then she More asked them if they were fine and then it was still like you're not gonna do it to me and and that is what <laughs> i promise you it's just like it's still that stigma of that's good for you uh-huh. but for me mm-hmm. uh-uh. even though i see that it's improvement this and that and it's just like it's still not for me yep. nope the beautiful part was oh and i hope this is prophetic the beautiful part is she did eventually come good. and get a massage <laughs> and she's like i borrowed a dollar and i'm like ma'am <laughs> A dollar? You thought a minute was going to be good enough? No. And I was a little nosy, so I was like, you got money on your cash app. Just cash at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can do that? Mm-hmm. All 75 of those dollars. <laughs> I didn't tell her that, but no. she had $75 and one cent in her cash app. <laughs> So happy she doesn't listen to my podcast. <laughs> Save that penny. Right. Yes, yes. But I I I love the um the information that we've provided thus far. Um but I did want to briefly talk about uh the PTSD or PTS mm. side of things. And I know for uh the both of you, I don't know if you have any clients that you have worked with or frequently that do um suffer from or are trying to get a hold on. And um Sergeant Fry, I'm not sure your comfort level with discussing whom you may know and not know and what that looks like. But can the both of you touch on how you've seen it affect relationships, mm-hmm. positively or negatively? Um, it definitely affects relationships. And unfortunately, I only see I've always seen the negative effects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it can be. Of course, when we hear PTSD, we automatically think of our veterans and people who are in the army. Mm-hmm. We think of someone a balloon popping and someone just going ah, just yeah. that's the first thing we think about it's usually fireworks and Fire- we just get the dirt okay <laughs> <laughs> the fireworks we think of those things right yes but we never think about us yeah and and our stuff and mm-hmm. how and literally that's what ptsd does it sets you back and makes you feel like you're experiencing that same trauma all over again what does that look like your palms are sweating your your heart's racing the anxiety is happening even though you may be safe Mm -hmm. your brain is saying you're back in this space and so um when we talk about relationships and if again if someone's triggering you (laughs) then it puts you back in that place and of course when you are in danger you're going to respond as if you're in danger Mm -hmm. so it may look like yelling it may even look like hitting it may look like throwing something it may look like screaming to the top of your lungs it can look like so many different things and so in in my experience it definitely um it, it definitely can affect relationships in so many different ways and remember relationships can sometimes also spill over into our children mm-hmm. that are involved as well now you're trying to preach yeah i'm gonna be quiet <laughs> <laughs> that's another reason why i started because mm-hmm. of my kids yes yeah so um as far as my experience um and it's it's been firsthand um their the uh, thought process at least for vets um i'm sure firemen and police are the same yeah there's there's this traumatic event these are the people that i went 
and experience it with. These are the people I'm going to hang out and talk to. We're going to relive our good times, talk about our crap times, and just stay there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because that's that's where we're comfortable. Because nobody else understands. Mm-hmm. Our wife, our girlfriend, mom, dad. We just, we, we don't want to talk about it with them. Mm-hmm. And that is part of where, at least on my side, where it affects the relationship. Because we, like my ex-wife, she she wanted to know, but she didn't want to know. She just, she wanted me to know she was there. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to talk, great. But I wasn't going to ask you anything. Um, But she, we went through two combat tours together. And then I made a trip to Cuba. And over those deployments, it was she was there if I wanted to talk I could talk but otherwise she already knew I was going to talk to someone else mm-hmm. um, but after that first tour like that was the hardest for both of us because I I was calling my battle buddy I'm like hey yeah. Dre what's up mm-hmm. <laughs> you got a minute mm-hmm. like yeah so like we were always on the phone uh, we ended up scheduling I was working security here in town right after I got back and every Sunday I'd call him at 2 o'clock on the dot. Hey, what are you doing? You got time? And I'd sit outside, out back, because I didn't care, on the phone. Yeah. Nobody else is around. Yeah. So I'm going to sit and talk on the phone for an hour. And that that became our routine. Um, wow. But it, it, was, it was always with the ones that I experienced it with. Right. And I know it hurt my ex-wife. I just... You know, my wife at the time. Um, I I just didn't know how to talk to her about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, that that's where I hear the separation or the disconnect. Then it's, you know, hey, I want to I want to share that intimate conversation. What bothers you bothers me. And then mm-hmm. when you're going to your, which is fine. But then it, it creates that space between and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger thanks for sharing that because that was yeah. very enlightening for me um what you were saying so thanks for sharing that story yeah i love this mm-hmm. and i know people that will listen will see themselves mm-hmm. and be able to look back and say oh wow i i that makes sense why i did this mm-hmm. that makes sense why i do that yeah and having the vocabulary to use to articulate it um is equally helpful to know that you know not knowing what you don't know how to communicate isn't a bad thing it just lets you know that it's a thing yes it's a thing and unfortunately there's um this good and bad that's typically thrown around to identify certain behaviors certain thoughts um instead of it just being a thing yeah yeah unfortunately but anything else that you both find um necessary to assist people that are curious about counseling that are curious about um couples therapy that are curious about going separately like a psa of sorts for those right on the edge of decision do it (laughs) <laughs> just Jump. do it mm-hmm. and make sure you're ready 
That is the main thing. I've heard so many people say, I've given your card. I've done. And I say, when you're ready, I'm here. The door is always open. When you're ready, I'm here. And so do it when you're ready. Mm -hmm. Do it with an open mind mm. and, and do the work. Yeah. Because don't have an expectation that the therapist is the one who's supposed to be doing the work. Hmm. We facilitate, but we don't do the work. There's a lot of work that the person has to do within themselves. Yeah. And so, and that's about being honest, of course, and all those other things, but do it when you're ready and come with an open heart because that's the only way it's going to work. Yeah. And I don't care how many times you go and you stop, keep going, <laughs> keep, keep Definitely. doing it, keep yeah. doing it, keep doing it I don't care how many times you fall off the wagon and say okay all right well I'll just you just pick back up yeah just pick back up because it was mentioned earlier um I think Fry, you mentioned about the uh, re-emerging that happens you know there's some mm -hmm. some dig up that comes with going to counseling you unearth things that you didn't expect to unearth that yeah, you it could be painful yeah that you dodged things we'll, you know. we'll be honest the first couple suck mm -hmm. <laughs> it, they just suck but it's everything that you talk about you have to talk about it yeah that's the only way to to get to down to that 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 one or multiple items that root item that actually helps mm. you're like oh well heck i didn't even realize that was a thing mm. <laughs> and then you're sitting there and you all right well can we talk about this next time <laughs> because <laughs> i'm gonna need this this time frame to think about what we just talked about yeah because i don't know what to say <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah then that's okay um i know that for i'm assuming military one source also helps with civilian side as well mm -hmm. I, I would assume um because that's always been my go-to um because with soldiers that call me and they say sergeant fry i i don't know what to do i i need help okay tell me what's going on well i, I don't just just start talking i'm listening and We'll figure it out together. Yeah. And I've had to make the phone call for suicide. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. You need to call this number right now. I, I, you know what? Stay on the line. I'm going to call the number. And then we're going to, I'm going to merge these calls. Because you need Love to it. talk to these people. Love it. And they're like, oh. At which point then you can give them your number because I can't be on the line mm. when you guys talk. Yeah. But you need to talk to them now. Yeah. You know, um, I, I just, I've, that, that's a hard hitter for me. And that's yeah. part of the PTSD. Yeah. Um, another issue with that, I don't, I don't know. I think I'm kind of going for freestyle hey, here. Go ahead. Go for uh, it. The Keep secondary, it like we're, we're, when we sit through the ACE class, Army, I forgot that acronym. I just I just remember ACE. <laughs> uh, ask something. I don't know. Anyways, um, you ask them if they're thinking about hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. um, 
there's a second part to that question that everybody forgets. Are you thinking about putting yourself in harm's way? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, do you do you think about suicide? No, not at all. All right, you answered that a little too quick. Yeah. Um, have you thought about putting yourself behind the behind the wheel and crashing into something? Well, mm-hmm. yes. Come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I, like I I've been watching you for a month. I see signs. Yeah. Yeah. Open up. Come on. Open up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the third part of that question is: Do you consider hurting other people? Yeah. That one I actually had to correct the VA about because they never asked me. Oh. It's okay. I kind of enjoyed correcting them on that one. I'm like, hey, (laughs) this is why I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to hurt myself. Yeah. It's it's others I have issues with. Come on. Exactly. Let's fix this. I don't want to. Oh. That's so good, though, that that you, you know, you had the the foresight to even see, like, I'm here to not Mm -hmm. be in orange forever. Right. Okay. (laughs) I'm prompting you to help us. Exactly. Help me help them. Yes. So it's, you definitely have to be ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that is a major key. And. I've found that some, when they are ready, they speak up. Yeah. And then there's a few that they're just stubborn and they're just going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. At which point that's when I'm like, hey, we need to talk. We, we need to have this talk because yeah. it's time. Yeah. Like, I understand what you're going through and what is going running through your head because I've already been there. Yeah, but I'm gonna we're gonna talk so we can I can help point out some key factors for you to make the decision yeah. or at least get that that wheel going so you can go all right yeah I'm ready <sighs> I love this That's I love this I love this I love hearing <laughs> you know leadership talk about yes. leading in health and it's because I hear this part too. It's because when you take care of yourself, yeah. you're more in tune with other people and what's yeah. going on. But when you don't take care of yourself, you miss. You can miss all of that stuff. Yeah. You can mm-hmm. miss everything. And so, well, oh, let's face it. If if you're not ready to do counseling on your own, mm-hmm. like personally, I'll be honest, I was always more keen on picking up on everyone else's mm-hmm. problems, mm-hmm. just not my own. Mm, that part yeah <laughs> part two <I> know, right? <laughs> this is good seriously this Ooh. is like really juicy because it just opens the door to so much okay guys we're gonna go ahead and call it because i'm thinking of other questions to this is good seriously yeah it has my therapy brain going yeah, yeah it's tingling oh yeah <laughs> your, your therapy senses are tingling yes i love it i love it I'm sorry. What part do you love about it really quickly? Um, my thing is I learn from people. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't go into situations trying to be all knowing. You have to be open to hear. And this conversation is helping me as a therapist mm. with strategies and things of that nature. So that was this is helpful in so many ways. Oh, you nice. make me feel good. 
Thank yes, you. I, dude, I'm tingling over here. Seriously. Okay. I'm calm now. Oh, I love it so <laughs> yes, much. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Like, wheels are turning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, Lord. Because I was like, all right, I'm going to get him to guilt. <laughs> I love Actually, it. Actually, no, it was Sergeant Fry. It's his, mostly his prompting. Awesome. I told you, he's a friend of the pod. Yes. I love she it. She asked me, <laughs> what should we talk about? I don't go. I don't know. Just give me a minute. I'll think of something. So I started sending her text messages. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yes. Yep. So I love it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate all of the um, the vulnerability mm-hmm. and yeah. The... I'm kind of sitting over. Here. She's all excited. You're all excited. I I'm sitting over here. Just freaking wreck. <laughs> oh, I love it. I've, Nerves uh, help. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. needs to be talk. It, it needs to be said. Yes, it yes. does. So. Yeah, I love it. Well, I appreciate, yeah, the vulnerability, the openness, the transparency, the willingness to even do what you did to get to this point. Yes. Because it had to be a step. You had to say, all right, let's do it. You guys have encouraged me to get my own therapist. It's amazing. And it, it get the right therapist. Yeah. You may have to go a couple times i feel like i'm gonna Mm because i've had i know people who are therapists and who are in counseling so i've benefited from free counseling (laughs) for a while now so i'm like i think i need my own because now it's getting to a point where people are busy and so our normal like you know brunch dates don't don't happen (laughs) like they used to so it's not really like no but the other day you mentioned this and i'm like yeah ask again you know like i'll tell you open, ask me <laughs> i'm open because <laughs> i know it's down the road yes, you're yes. gonna give me tools and strategy and i'm gonna be like i never thought of that oh my gosh but i'm like okay i probably need my own now because it's been like a month and i haven't had an accidental session yet so <laughs> so i'm like man i feel like i'm it's time (laughs) but thank you both for being here I appreciate you for uh, coming and saying yes and doing the things and of course you will be on for I have to we have to uh, to do a part two I mean yes we ended on such a sweet I'll bring my notepad next time yeah that's what I said to Fry I was like I don't even have my notebook this time (laughs) yeah well this was great of course you all as always I thank you for liking if you're on Spotify liking and following if you are on Apple Podcasts I don't know why you haven't hit the subscribe button already, but just take this moment to go ahead and subscribe. And then also there's a cute little section at the bottom that says ratings and reviews. Go ahead and click the fifth one. Yeah. And then if you don't click the fifth one, let me know why you didn't click the fifth one. I like that. Yeah. Let me know why. Because, you know, when you tell people, give me five stars, they're like, it's not worth five stars. Okay. Well, hey, click the five. And if it's not, (laughs) tell me why. Thanks so much for tuning into the Rendezvous Podcast. As always, I'm your host, host, Ariana Shears. Have a great day, evening, weekend, whenever you're listening.